Hi, I want to welcome you to day four of our look through Matthew chapter 28. And let me begin by reading again for you the last couple of verses, what Jesus told us to do. And as I read this, listen for the one thing he told us to do, 19 and 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. We're talking about living this life of authentic authority and genuine growth and absolute assurance. We looked at authentic authority yesterday. All authority has been given to me. So here he says, therefore, and he talks about genuine growth, genuine growth for our lives and genuine growth for his body, the church, and tells us what to do about that. And then tomorrow we're gonna talk about the absolute assurance that we can live in. But growth, genuine growth, how do you measure that? How do you measure genuine growth? By the number of times that you attend church or the number of chapters of the Bible that you've read this year? Those could be, they could be reflections of your growth, but genuine growth is a lot deeper than that. You cannot count genuine growth, but you can describe it. The New Testament reveals the test of genuine growth in a single word here, the word disciple. Disciple, that was the most popular name for early Christians. A disciple was a life apprentice. Genuine growth means a lifetime of learning how to live from Jesus Christ. He's the one that we learn from. And that is the one thing that Jesus asks us to do in these verses. He says, I want you to go and I want you to make disciples. Jesus told us the central command of the Great Commission is to make disciples. Now, in doing that, we're to baptize, we're to go, we're to teach but those are all means to the end of making disciples. That's what you and I are to do. The central command in this verse, the Great Commission, is not to witness, not to go. It is to make disciples. Now, is there a difference? Well, you better believe it. Witnessing is only one step in making disciples. So today, I want to focus in on this. If it's the one command, what does it mean? Because it's not a word that we use a lot these days, disciple. What is a disciple? We use this word in so many different ways. We use it to refer to Jesus' 12 first followers. We use it to refer sometimes to a churchgoer or maybe to a great saint. What does this word mean? The best way to see exactly what this word means is to understand what it meant when Jesus first said it. What did it picture for people? And when you think of what a disciple is, think of four pictures. Just, Just sort of in your mind's eye for the next few minutes with me, I want you to imagine with me these four pictures. First, picture in your mind, picture a schoolroom with two, three, four rows of pupils sitting in their desks or little wooden desks, leaning forward to learn what the teacher has to teach them that day. Not leaning back, not chewing on their pencil, not messing around with the person that's sitting next to them, but every one of them leaning forward to hear what the teacher has to say that day. That's a disciple. A disciple is a learner someone who's leaning forward to learn life from Jesus. That's the simplicity of it. A disciple of Jesus is a person who is learning about Jesus, not someone who's going to learn about Jesus someday. Oh, I'd like to do that someday. I'm interested in that. That's just curiosity. That's not discipleship. And neither is it someone who thinks they've already learned what they need to learn from Jesus. If you think you've learned it all, you're not a learner anymore. You don't have anything else to learn. You've already learned it all. You are a former learner. And there are some former disciples out there. They think they've learned it all, so they're not learning from Jesus anymore. You've got enough to learn. If you live to be 120 years old, you've got enough to learn 
multiplied a million times in your life. There's a lot to learn from Jesus. A good past record doesn't make you Jesus' disciple today. School is never out for disciples. You never complete your degree and hang it on the wall somehow. No, you're still in school, still in session. So are you a disciple? Are you sitting in that desk leaning forward to learn life from Jesus? Second picture. Picture woodworking shop, maybe a carpenter shop, with an old gray-haired man leaning over a younger man, maybe with his hand on the younger man's hand, showing him exactly how to plane the wood so that the wood would be of lasting value and quality and would fit exactly into the chair that they're making, or exactly how to stitch the shoe so that the stitch would not pull out. A disciple is an apprentice. We aren't just learning about Jesus. We're learning from Jesus. Now, he uses teachers in the church. He uses other people. But essentially, we're learning from Jesus. He is the one who's using those other people in our lives. We're learning life from him. We're not learning a trade. We're learning a mission. We're not learning how to make a living. We're learning how to live a life. We're not learning just any business. We're learning the business of life. That's what Jesus is apprenticing us to do. That's what it means to be a disciple. So are you in that workshop? Do you sense Jesus' hand on yours sometime, just showing you exactly how to play in the wood, exactly how to say the right thing in that conversation, exactly how to pray in that circumstance? exactly how to trust him when you don't know what to say, exactly how to find his peace. That's what it means to be learning life from Jesus. And if you think about a woodworker's shop, they often got it wrong a lot of times before they got it right. To be apprenticed doesn't mean you get it perfectly the first time. If you already knew how to do it, you wouldn't need to be apprenticed. So you gotta keep going back, keep being apprenticed. Jesus, I'm back one more time. I need your wisdom one more time. Third picture, what does it mean to be a disciple? Picture a dusty road with a Jewish rabbi traveling from city to city. All the Jewish rabbis in that day had disciples. Jesus wasn't the only one with disciples. So this Jewish rabbi, as he traveled from city to city, would not be alone. There'd be this small band of men that would be traveling with this Jewish rabbi. Now, since he's a man, he would only have men travel with him in that day. But that doesn't mean only men can be disciples. Men and women are disciples. These were people that had committed themselves to learn from this religious leader. And the way they were going to learn was to follow him everywhere that he went. We're not just learning about Jesus and from Jesus in some workshop. We're learning by following Jesus, by going where he goes. We're not asking him to go where we go. We go where he goes. A Christian disciple doesn't learn about Jesus by reading a book. You learn by following. You might learn some things about following by reading a book, but you learn by following. And there's something about following that's very important. It is active. There's something you have to do to be a disciple. It's not just something that you learn and memorize. There's an action that takes place. It's more than a classroom religion we're talking about. It's more than certain periods of apprenticeship. A disciple follows Jesus every instant of our life. Now, none of us are going to reach that ultimate goal in this life, but that is our goal. Jesus, if I could only follow you every instant of my life, do what you would have done. Act like you would have acted. Speak like you would have spoken. That's what I want to do. That's what it means to be a disciple.
Now, there's a fourth picture. You picture the classroom of students leaning forward. You, you picture the apprentice with the one who's apprenticing them, the master whose hand is showing them how to live, how to do life. You picture this dusty road and we're following Jesus. But finally, picture yourself. Picture yourself in the midst of this and the new life that you found in Christ because a disciple is someone who is involved in a relationship that is changing their life. We don't just learn about Jesus or from Jesus or alongside Jesus or following Jesus. You're learning to be like Jesus. You're learning to be like Jesus. A disciple is growing in the grace and the character of Jesus, becoming like Jesus, not just doing the things that Jesus did, but becoming like the person that Jesus is. Now, you're never gonna become a God. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about God first made you in his image in the Garden of Eden, and Jesus is recreating that in you. You're becoming like Jesus. What does a disciple of Jesus look like? He looks like Jesus. He looks like a learner, an apprentice, a follower, but in the end, he looks like Jesus. She looks like Jesus. God wants you to look like Jesus. So the question is, how can I do this today? Am I a disciple today? Let's pray together. And Jesus, as we pray, we say to you, we want to be your disciple. We refresh this commitment. So help us to lean forward in that classroom and to learn from you. Help us to allow you to put your hand on our hand and teach us how in the conversation, in the business meeting, in the decision. Help us to, instead of going our own way and hoping you follow us, help us to watch for where you're going and to follow you. And Jesus, as we do this, help us to see the miracle of our words becoming more like your words, of our character becoming more like your character, our heart for the world becoming more like your heart for the world. Only you can work that miracle in us. But that's what it means to be a disciple. And so we refresh that commitment right now. Jesus, I want to follow you. In your name I pray. Amen. Well, today we've talked about being a disciple. Tomorrow we're going to talk together about how do you make a disciple. (laughs) 